contingent veterans, and everyone who's ready to change their lives. Welcome to the Christina Silva Show, educating our veterans live. Join your host, Marine Corps-trained motivator, Christina Silva, as she connects with experts, innovators, and military heroes. Now, let's get started. Here is Christina Silva. Welcome to the Christina Silva Show, promising you creative resiliency solutions each week. Social, mental, spiritual, physical, and health and awareness tips that you can glean from with our expert, Tiffany Wright. MSW, Associate Clinical Social Worker from Inglewood, California. Tiffany is joining us to share highlights from her career as an educated BA in sociology, BA in psychology, and as a master of science in social work. Tiffany is no stranger to traveling the globe, and she is facilitated by healing educational professional workshops, and she's also the author, speaker, and creator for training and events that you can certainly look forward to in 2021. Black History Month. Let's make new Black history with our guest, Tiffany Wright. Tiffany, welcome to the Christina Silva Show. Hi, Christina. Thank you so much for having me. Knowing you for almost 10 years makes me have a huge smile on my face. And I (laughs) promise each week to our guests that we will have an impromptu, up-close, and personal account to inspire others, mental health awareness. And where we come from really means where we're going once we learn about heritage, the cost of military freedom, and also about what change we want to bring to the community. So start with a little bit about your childhood and higher education and how you ended up with your MSW as an associate clinical social worker in California. Yes. So both of my parents were in the Navy. um, So I was actually born on Langley Air Force Base in Hampton, Virginia. And after my parents separated, my mom relocated to California, where all her family was, which was Inglewood. So primarily raised in Inglewood, childhood, adolescence. Um, My mother had a lot of challenges when I was a young child from her own mental illness struggles. So I was supported a lot by extended family, which I feel like gave me not only the security that I needed, but it also kind of opened me up to questioning why do people do what they do? Uh, Because we had a lot of difficult circumstances during my childhood and in my upbringing. And I had my own childhood therapist. That was actually what made me want to become a therapist. So I had a therapist at eight years of age. I had you know, some internal emotional challenges going on. I was having self-harming thoughts and my mother knew. And so she got a therapist for me. And essentially, I knew what I wanted to do. I knew that I wanted to help other kids. I knew that I wanted to help folks who didn't feel like they had a voice. And that was something that was very clear on as a child. So even through high school, that's what guided a lot of the leadership and community volunteering activities that I did. And I knew that I wanted to actually go into social work as young as like 15, 16. And so it was actually really interesting because my mom would always say like, Tiffany, you're not going to be able to make a living in social work. And I was like, you'll see, don't worry, don't worry. And so I ended up going to UC Davis because they had an amazing sociology program and psychology. So that's what I double majored in. And while I was there, I stayed on uh, in a dorm where there was a theme program around the African-American 
uh, experience. And that was my first time being immersed in to things that have to do with my own cultural identity. Yes, I came from a Black family, but that was not at the forefront of, you know, our identity or existence. And so I actually minored in African and African-American studies in college, and I studied abroad in Brazil. I became really passionate about learning about the African diaspora. And so my experience in that cultural identity piece, my experience in growing up, um, having, you know, some adverse childhood experiences, uh, being involved in the community that really started shaping my identity as a professional and just as an individual. So I also ended up joining a sorority, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, and I became really active in the community. So all these things, you know, they just kind of work together throughout the years. And when I ended up going to get my master's in social work from Columbia, I just kind of continued along that path. Um, I knew that I wanted to be a therapist. But while I was in school, I was a de- domestic violence counselor. And I had my own domestic violence uh, incident when I was in school. And it was just a lot. And I lost a couple of family members. So I had a lot of heavy grief. So I pivoted from therapy to doing nonprofit management. So I spent most of my career creating programs, doing a lot of engagement in community. Um, And it was in 2018 that I decided to get back on track and work towards my licensure to um, support folks therapeutically. So that's what I do now. Healing and transformation in a holistic way and a historic way. You're talking with Tiffany Wright and you're listening to Tiffany Wright. I am Tiffany Wright. We've heard about your life encapsulated into years of trauma and triumph. And I really appreciate such a transparent account of Semper Fidelis and also Inglewood, Westside. <laughs> I mean, you really are walking and talking testimonial and also of pure love and self-love. I want to congratulate you. And I also know both of your parents. I had the opportunity to meet your lovely mom um, at the VA, actually. And she was referred to me by someone because I was on the path through a 13-year period of gaining benefits for the same types of injuries, PTSD, and other traumas. They are alive and well, and we are conquerors together. I just have watched you for so many years grow and foray into a beautiful, well-traveled, just glorious, gorgeous headshot of a photo in a field with your little sister. She must have been even under the age of 13 when I met you guys. Is that right? Yes. We've come full circle to be on the air today as hosts of our own podcasts, but staying true to the evolution of Black history and what it really means. And I want today's show through what you've explained already about your amazing history to be a salute to your mom and dad that have served in our Navy. A department of the Navy is our Marine Corps, and that means so much. But just like your double major, there's a double message in being a military dependent and knowing how to see the signs in your own life that you need help but being big enough to help others and help yourself first. So let's define self-love through your own portal. Okay. Well, thank you so much, uh, one, for that affirmation and also for your share. Um, I I appreciate that. So self-love for me, I, I would like to share a little bit around my journey with it and how my passion around talking about self-love came to be. So in 2012, 2013, 
um, I a relationship came to completion. And at the end of the relationship, I was just kind of in a reflective state. And at that point, I realized I'd been in a series of relationships that had some pretty unhealthy dynamics. And I decided to not date and understand more around like my own patterns around how I see myself and how I see other people, especially in a romantic context. And so I embarked on what I would call an intentional self-love journey. So I actually launched my blog, which I still have today, my which is now my platform called The Be Life, livethebelife.com. And I started blogging about self-love, my experiences, other people's experiences. I started hosting events. And as I hosted events and started doing so much reading and reflecting, I decided to write a book. (laughs) And uh, the book started off as a devotional style book. It was called Be Love, Daily Intentions Guiding You to Self-Love. And as I was writing it, um, I'm a very spirit-led person. And I felt like spirit said, wait, but there's an umbrella for all of this. I'm going to give you the five commandments Mm. of self-love. And so the five commandments of self-love came to be honor thyself, which is learning to accept yourself in your totality, in your light, in your darkness, in your shadow, Um, honoring thy mind, honoring thy body, honoring thy spirit, and then practicing forgiveness, forgiveness of self and forgiveness of others. And so as I even just got that in my spirit, I was like, whoa, (laughs) that's really heavy. Like, you know, to be able to have these commandments to kind of constantly do a check in. How am I honoring my mind today? That looks like being mindful of your thoughts. That looks like being mindful of what you hear, what you're listening to, what you're reading, what you're watching, what you're intaking, who you're talking to honoring your body, being connected to what's going on in your body. Again, being mindful of not only what you're ingesting, but what you're putting, what environment you're putting your body in, what you're putting on your body, how you're talking to your body, how you're treating your body, how you're perceiving your body, honoring your spirit, meaning learning how to be connected to your intuitive nature, doing things that feel nurturing and edifying and restorative and allow you to trust yourself, allow you to be connected to yourself. And then forgiveness, you know, it's easy to point a finger at other people and say, you did this to me, right? But there are also things that we carry that we feel shame about, that we feel guilt about, whether it's decisions that we made in our own lives or things that we've done to other people. So that the consistent journey of learning how to forgive yourself and learning how to forgive others is so impactful. And what I learned is that all of these commandments are, even though they're separate, they're all interconnected because your mind, body, spirit, it's all connected. What you eat impacts your comprehension and impacts your energy and impacts how you feel and impacts how you see yourself and impacts your ability to be comfort. Uh, You know, what you watch, it impacts your thoughts about yourself, about others, what you're open to, what you're not open to. And so at the end of the day, it came to my understanding that in in its most simplistic definition, self-love is all about unapologetic acceptance. That, that's unapologetic it. acceptance of self. Yeah. 
Yeah. Moreover, what's so profound as I listen and feel the chills of your ability to describe your own self inside the portal, being the writer and author of your own pain unto power, and also being able to share it where others can understand it in such an easy way. Mm. Today's show should surely help to change lives. And I applaud that because being the victim is also being the victor, but not too many people make it out. Right. So in today's show, you and I have been gifted with the calling on our lives to be the voice of the voiceless. Right. And I appreciate that. Once I became to know who I am, now I'm the promoter of your great work. So thank you for joining us today because healing and transformation is spiritual. Right. Spirituality is actually a universal evidence of connectivity that social media divides and is extracting from human beings every day. However, by voice, we're in our own, quote, clubhouse, so to speak, or <laughs> platforms we must be invited to. We'll tell you yeah. about that later. We are today inviting everyone that's listening to take a new perspective and just erase all that you may be thinking of that has hurt you and concentrate on one thing that you'll never, ever forget. I want everyone listening to figure out a grudge they have that they want to let go, mm. whether it's to self or to others. And as we talk with our associate clinical social worker, Tiffany Wright today, that way, by the end of the show, we can see that forgiveness is something that you can accept when you accept yourself, mm -hmm. that it is a normal human emotion. Would that be okay for our exercise today, Tiffany? Absolutely. And my, my spirit is, is doing a thing. So I think that that's absolutely appropriate. I find I that, that I find that forgiveness is so hard for so many people and when it comes to mind, body, spirit connection, the thing is all emotions have physiological impact on us and they're manifested in the body in different ways. You know, um, when we harbor bitterness, anger, resentment, uh, guilt, shame, you know, especially towards ourselves, our body attacks itself and it can often develop circumstances or conditions in the body where the body is attacking itself like different forms of cancers and I'm not saying that a person will develop cancer just because they're not hard that they're harboring unforgiveness right um but I definitely am a person that follows a lot of eastern and indigenous medicinal practices and it's a lot of ancient wisdom around the parallels between our emotional and spiritual experience and our physical experience. And that's something that's very different than Western approach to, you know, uh, medicine is that everything is just in the body or probably impacted by the environment. Right. The aspect of understanding that when you hold on to something, that's going to always impact you more than it does the other person. And I also want to just add forgiveness does not mean that you're excusing something. Forgiveness is about the power that something has over you. And when you let it go, it doesn't mean that you're saying that the behavior was okay. It doesn't mean that you're excusing it. It doesn't mean that you're minimizing it or, or saying that it can happen again. But it's really about acknowledging this thing happened and it took something from me and it impacted me and it hurt and I'm a human. And I also want to do whatever I can do 
to release the pain that I have in accordance with it. Thank you, Tiffany. That is amazing. We have a personal account of introspection about forgiveness and the will to learn how to let something go. And we give it in an instantaneous remedy to free yourself and be life. Tiffany's brand, Be Life, is an action verb that promotes self-love, mental health awareness, and this event today is alive. Look at ourselves in the quiet time that we have in our hearts, and that is called mental resilience and spiritual resilience. Now, in the military, there are principles that we learn, and I happen to be a certified resiliency coaching assistant, and I'm going to look at Tiffany as our master clinical social worker wellness consultant, and we're going to help you exercise the time to forgive yourself and love yourself. And also, I would like to use a grand scale of the military to be able to forgive if you're a disabled American veteran or if you're on active duty in the military or if you're a family member or dependent that's lost someone because of military freedom, then there's something to forgive and it's confidential. So inside yourself, when you want to forgive an act or something you remember, there are certain steps to self-care through the five commandments of self-love that you deserve. So let's talk about deservedness, Miss Tiffany, and being worthy of self-love and forgiveness. Why should we love ourselves? One, (laughs) One, because you're alive and you have breath and you're not here by accident and you have purpose. And when you don't see your value, when you allow unforgiveness to create a veil of shame or anger or discontent for life, for other people, for yourself, you take away your ability to walk in that purpose and to share your light and to share your gifts. It doesn't have to look like being Oprah or some major figure (laughs) in life, right? It could just be you saying hi and giving a smile to the person that walks by you or you giving encouragement to the person that calls you or passes by you. Like we all have aspects of our being that are light bearing. And so understanding that you are worthy to honor yourself and to be in existence is is something that's so simple yet so powerful and yet so hard for so many people to grasp. Because all through our lives, no matter what your identity is, someone, somewhere, some people, somewhere have told you you weren't enough in some capacity or you had to do something to be better, to be lovable or to be worthy enough, right? And so we might take these experiences and internalize them and and feel like, well, my existence of worthiness is only conditional based off of my performance, right? I'm not in the military, but I have a lot of family in the military. And I understand the complexity of 
reward and punishment in the military. I understand the complexity of what it means to be honorable or dishonorable, what it means to meet standards or fall below standards. That's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. And anytime that you exist in any system that creates a lot of pressure, you know, that's when you have worthiness challenges, right? Because if you don't perform correctly, if you don't show up correctly, if you don't act correctly, if you don't present correctly, you think, well, I'm not good enough, right? And let's say even if you're not active duty anymore, right? That there's expectations around what it means to be a father and a mother and a sister and a brother and a cousin and a child and someone that works in this field and that field and what it means to be a man, a woman. Like there's so many expectations. And when people tell you that you fall short of them, that's often when you think that you're not worthy enough. Then (laughs) let's, let's just pack on some things that are more common than we think abuse, right? Whether it's physical, emotional, spiritual, sexual, financial, right? Psychological. When people take things away from you, when people exert a sense of power and control over you, they take away your connection to yourself and your belief that you do have a sense of agency and power, right? And that's just natural. When you're when you're in the dynamics of even just being in a system like the military, right? Like there are, it's a hierarchy. There's people that are going to have power over you. Like that's just normal. It's like that in a job. It's like that in a family, right? And so there's all these power dynamics where people oftentimes lean too much into their power and that threatens people's sense of security. And it takes away their belief that they have a sense of power and worthiness. And so just understanding that you are more than your roles, you are more than societal expectations, you are more than what you can do, you are more than what you have, you're more than your possessions, you're more than your accolades, you are a light bearing being. That is something that can help you connect to your pure sense of worthiness and why you deserve self-love. So speechless, so grateful that we have Tiffany Wright, our MSW and our subject matter expert today sharing not only resources and experiences from her travels through her journey to self-love, which is a perpetual journey. We also have resources for you today. If you're listening and you're in the military, we always have a 24-7 resource guideline to the hotline at 800-273-8255. That's 800-273-8255. And Tiffany's going to be sharing some resources from her peer group and her social initiatives within the show. Tiffany, would you like to share where you're currently serving and your professional capacity? Yeah, so I'm based in Inglewood, but I provide mental health services um, for those in California and temporarily in New Jersey right now. Um, And so how it works is I'm doing online therapy, of course, because of the pandemic. Um, So I can service anyone online who reside in the state of New Jersey or California. 
Um, right. on, my, on my website, livethebelife.com, I also just have a whole page of resources, um, whether they're websites, uh, apps, phone apps, um, you know, all kinds of therapy directories that are specific to different uh, demographic and populations, um, podcasts. I have a lot of different resources also available on my website. So for those that I can't personally support, there's tons of resources out there. I also have tons of a handful of like books and journals and workbooks that for people who may not be able to work with me, they can definitely uh, be able to benefit for, from some of the tools that I've created, which is also on my website, livetobelife.com. Livetobelife.com with Tiffany Wright, W-R-I-G-H-T-M-S-W.com. Tiffany Wright, M-S-W.com. She creates opportunities with a holistic way toward your healing and transformation from ecotherapy to psychotherapy services. You can choose Tiffany Wright in conjunction with psychotherapist, Jenny Yarbrough, LCSW number 70644. Tiffany has specializations in traumas ranging from all aspects of life and phases of life, including grief and loss, relationships, eating disorders, and more. Tiffany Wright is now going to share with us existential, cognitive, behavioral, dialectical, behavioral, trauma-focused, mindfulness-based, strengths-based, culturally sensitive-based, and transcendental ecotherapy measures. Tiffany, share with us a little bit about some of these types of therapies that you've used yourself and tell us about the evolution from hurt to happiness. Okay, wonderful. So there are about 60 different therapeutic approaches. Um, I think oftentimes when people go to therapy, they think that they just have a therapist, the therapist is going to listen and that's it. <laughs> um, and it's a, it's a little bit more than that. Therapists have different frameworks that they work from. So the two overarching ones that I lean on the most are what we call existential therapy and transpersonal therapy. So existential therapy deals with existential matters. I like to support clients in asking the big questions. Um, what's my purpose? What's the meaning of life? Uh, exploring their, their ideas about death, about life, about what happens while they're alive, um, who they are. And so I support a lot of clients in answering the question, who am I? Because the world tells us so much around who we should be. <laughs> um, people tell us, who we are, but it's so often that I find that people have a difficult time asking, answering the question, who am I, you know, um, especially outside of work, outside their role as a parent, outside their role as some type of caregiver. Um, people don't, a lot of people have a disconnection to who they are. So do a lot of work around that. Uh, transpersonal therapy is a very untraditional approach to working with someone because it is holistic. It incorporates mind, body, spirit matters. So I am a very mindfulness centered therapist. I do a lot of breath work, meditation, have folks really scan their bodies to build the connection between their mind and body. Um, I do a lot of sessions around like spirit work, which means like what does intuition look like for you. Uh, a lot of clients that I have, they might have issues around trust because they are trauma survivors. And so when you lived trauma, you not only don't trust other people, but you tend to have 
trust issues towards yourself as well. And so building up the sense of intuitiveness and connection to self to be able to make the decisions that matter to you is something that's really important. And so with both of these, I do a lot of work that is focused on introspection, building self-awareness. I'm not out here telling my clients what to do because I believe in their strengths and I help them really connect to their strengths. And I emphasize a lot of journal work, uh, building self-awareness and just really understanding what has shaped you, helping you decide what you want to release, what doesn't serve you, and really build the tools and the insight to help you move forward in life, regulate yourself, be present, um, and be in tune to what you want. I do a lot of work around helping clients identify their core values, um, what helps, what makes them feel joyful, uh, what's their purpose, uh, what are their strengths, their areas of opportunity, and even some of the negative core beliefs that they have that impact their relationship with themselves and others. So those in general are the, the two uh, approaches that I activate the most. Um, for folks who might have certain challenges, I might use cognitive behavioral therapies, um, which focus on being mindful changing your thoughts so that you can change your behaviors um, for folks who are, you know, coming with maybe um, some other type of trauma background. I do a lot of trauma informed work. Um, so it's a lot of exploring childhood. It's a lot of exploring the trauma. It's a lot of exploring the thoughts that the trauma has created and working with the clients to revisit reconstruct and build new thoughts. Um, so it really depends on who I'm working with, but I do a lot around thought change, um, connecting to self, uh, self-awareness and emotional regulation. That is so wonderful. I am feeling so relieved that we have a right now resource in Tiffany Wright, a caring and compassionate individual who understands being a military dependent and watching the PTSD and other traumas affect her own family, her own clients and circle of friends. And now me, a trusted agent, we are coming together to offer you a new and holistic way to forgive yourself, to dispel fear, to ask for help, and also to know that you can start small and give pieces of you to find pieces of me with Tiffany. It's a workshop, a work series, and a workbook that you can start journaling and following Tiffany's example today about learning the elements of your identity. And as I read an excerpt from her website and a few quotes, I want you to be empowered because we have to be very mindful of who we let into our circle of trust when we're going to expose things that have hurt us or things we don't forgive or things we need to do to become whole, period. And this episode of the Christina Silva Show is really about global post-traumatic stress disorder and post-traumatic social disorder because we're all affected by the pandemic, we are now on an equal playing field of needing holistic ways to learn how to breathe in our own homes. So we bring to you Tiffany's self-care in the age of quarantine and also overcoming the stigma of mental health is to accept oneself and know it exists and it could be affecting you or others around you. So in this segment, we're gonna find out our greatest avenue to freedom, our greatest freedom is the freedom to choose our attitude, a quote by Viktor Frankl on Tiffany's 
website, tiffanywrightmsw.com. Tiffany, what kind of life or lifestyle will help me and you feel free to invite others to discover some of the things we've been talking about today with regard to psychotherapy, mindfulness, and forgiveness? Well, I'm going to take it back to acceptance. <laughs> um, always taking it back to acceptance uh, because I think that so many of us live in shame. And so because of the shame, it feels difficult to be honest and express ourselves um, because of shame that we've experienced. We might be afraid to be vulnerable. We might be afraid to ask for help. We might be afraid to uh, reach out and share with someone that we feel fragile um, and that we need support. Um, and so being able to get to a place of acceptance of where you are, I feel like that can always help pivot you to make the decisions that are best for you. Because we don't always make the decisions that are best for us. We make decisions that we feel most comfortable with. And it takes a lot of self-awareness. It takes a lot of accountability. And it takes the courage to acknowledge where you are. You know, we are humans. And we have these emotional experience. We have the ability to experience emotions for a reason, right? Um, and so what happens, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of your listeners can relate to this, is especially if you've been a combat veteran or, you know, just have lived through any trauma, it literally reconstructs how you feel, meaning like your ability to feel like this is something that research knows. And especially with all the research done, um, around combat veterans and, and those who've just been exposed to trauma in the military, that what happens is your brain, it, it restructures itself when it comes to feeling feelings. And so the aspect or the idea of like the normal human experience of feeling feelings can be really difficult for someone who has lived through trauma. So of course, what I'm saying to a degree can be difficult because you're like, okay, well, Tiffany said, acknowledge my feelings. Well, I don't feel sad. I don't feel mad. I don't feel happy. I don't feel anything, right? Mm -hmm. there, there, there is a sense of apathy or atrophy that happens for some folks um, and, and they don't have any control over that. That's what's happened for them mentally. Um, and I would say when it comes to the therapy piece, there are trauma-informed therapy approaches. And one of my favorite, I'm not trained in it, it's called EMDR. And it stands for Eye Movement um, de Desensitization Reprocessing. And this is an experience that allows folks to come, I mean, it's uncomfortable because you're coming back face-to-face -face with the traumas that you've experienced, um, but you're learning how to desensitize and kind of like bring down the intensity so that you can really get in your body and not just from a place of fear, but like connection to the emotional experiences that you have. Um, so for folks who have difficulty in identifying their feelings, it's understandable why what I'm saying probably might not make sense. Right. Um, 
And then folks who are used to pushing the limits, right? And, and for example, just the mere understanding of no pain, no gain, or pain is weakness leaving the body. It, <laughs> it, it pushes you. It pushes, pushes, pushes. And if that is really your approach, you're going to disconnect from what healthy boundaries and limitations actually look like. And so it's really hard to unlearn that because, yes, your mind could be so strong to push you past certain things. But where your mind is, your body is following, but the body is still is still experiencing this mode of, whoa, my human pushed me. My human pushed me, (laughs) right? (laughs) So then it's about learning how to get in your body. And that could be really uncomfortable for people, right? And so accepting that you don't have all the answers and you don't even know how you feel, accepting that you might be disconnected from your body, accepting that you might be confused about where to go in life, accepting that you don't know how to nurture your relationships, accepting that you have unhealthy relationships, accepting that you isolate yourself from people and you don't let people in, accepting the 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 totality of what's going on in your life can help you look at where can I get help? Where am I not an expert? Where is there a void? Where is there an opportunity for me to shift? Where is an opportunity for me to strengthen? Where is there an opportunity for me to learn? I think that people getting comfortable with being uncomfortable and admitting that they don't have all the answers and that they don't know everything, that's the first step to being able to experience growth and transformation and learn. Like you can never be too mature. You can never be too seasoned. You can never be too aged to learn. Neuroplasticity happens up to the point that you die. Even if you have Alzheimer's or dementia, there are still things that you can learn. So I think that that's also important to understand that just because you've lived your life 40, 50, 60, 70 years, it doesn't mean that there's not opportunity for more. It doesn't mean that there's not opportunity for new experiences, for new perspectives, and for new ways of being. Indescribable gratitude is what I have for confronting some of the biggest crises in America from individuality to collective military service to the community at large where diversity and stereotypes have to be broken in order for forgiveness to come. But we have the fuel and the answer from your episode today in the word acceptance. Once we accept ourselves and love ourselves, then we have the answers to the whys that we may want to investigate. And in order to start today, it's all about journaling and being able to live the belife.com with Tiffany. And now she's going to give you some of the places that she's spoken in some of her most profound speeches, highlights, and then we're going to talk about her podcast and where you can find her written works. Tiffany, this is awesome. I want to congratulate you on so many things, but the most I want to congratulate you on is your plethora of works as an author. And The Five Commandments of Love, I would like you to repeat 
first and then tell us about some of your other written works and where we can find them online. Absolutely. Um, So my book, The Five Commandments of Self-Love, which I published in December 2019, are based off of five tenets, which are to honor thyself, which is accepting yourself in your totality, um, your light, your darkness, your shadows, honoring your mind, which is being mindful of all the things that you surround yourself with or ingest that impact your mental health as well as your thoughts. Um, Honor thy body, which is also being mindful of things that you surround yourself with, put in your body, around your body, how you speak to your body, how you treat your body, how you perceive your body. Uh, Honoring thy spirit is being mindful of very much the same thing, what you're doing, who you're around, what environments you're putting yourself in that impact your connection with yourself. It's also about doing things that are edifying, nurturing, restorative, that allows you to feel connected to yourself. And then lastly, forgiveness, forgiveness of self and forgiveness of others. Um, in, In all aspects, it could be something as simple as I should have washed that and I didn't. (laughs) Um, I shouldn't have did that to that person and I did. Uh, This person did this to me. And forgiveness is something that we've been talking about today because it's definitely an area of self-love that a lot of folks have challenges around. When we're talking about acceptance in relation to forgiveness, our ability to see someone else's humanity and imperfection is a reflection of our ability to see our own humanity and imperfection. And the harder that we are on ourselves, the harder that we tend to be on other people. And so that's why self-love is not just about your relationship to you, but it's also your capacity to be accepting, empathetic, and compassionate um, to other people as well. Yes. Thank you so much, everyone. Each week, we want to give you tangible resources where we don't pronounce that we are the answer. We pronounce that there is hope and there's a way you can take one step forward to ask for help. So you're listening to The Christina Silva Show featuring Tiffany Wright, and she's going to share with us about her library of books that she's written and her awesome podcast, The Shift is Real. (laughs) Tiffany, what a beautiful Pieces of Me series of books where you can get involved and be interpersonal and personal with your journal. And it's such an interactive collection. Tell us more. Yeah. So my first book called Be Love Daily Intentions Guiding You to Self-Love is a 35-day devotional style book that has different activities that speak to the different aspects of self-love so that you can really do activities, you know, go on this journey to help you just the foundation. Then I have The Five Commandments of Self-Love, which is a full book. Uh, I think it's like 300 pages. Um, There's tons of questions in there. And because I'm a big person on journaling, I actually extracted a lot of the questions from the book and created a journal. Um, So for someone who doesn't want to read the book and just wants to journal about different aspects of self-love. I have a self-love questions to ponder, which is a journal I have available on Amazon. Um, All of these items are available on Amazon, by the way. Um, And then 
I have a couple of other journals. So for someone who's actively in therapy, I have a therapy journal, which is it has prompts and allows you to capture things that your therapist said um, and then allows you to do reflection on things that came up for you in your therapy sessions. I have a gratitude journal which is called Grounded in Gratitude. Um, I'm really big on gratitude as a mindfulness and a spiritual practice uh, because of how life is just set up. There's so much anxiety. There's so much fear. There's so much worry. There's so much concern. People are so in the forefront of life in hypotheticals or stuck in the past. And gratitude allows us to really be centered in the present and focus on the things that matter to us and gratitude as simple as I'm grateful for having a fork to clean water to somebody that loves me in my life is so important. So the Grounded and Gratitude Journal has over a hundred prompts in it uh, around things that you're grateful for and why. And then I also have the Mindfulness Reflection Journal, which is helpful for anyone who is uh, struggling with being present, struggling with um you know, low moods and wants to be more grounded, be more a little bit more optimistic and positive. So it has formatted pages in it that allows you to capture different meditative and mindfulness practices every day, um, like affirmations and gratitude and um, positive quotes and self-love intentions and self-care reflections and things of that nature. And then I have my Pieces of Me series, um, which is my favorite, favorite. Well, they're all my favorite, but I love Pieces of Me because it's an identity exploration workbook. And so there are worksheets and there's tons and tons of worksheets that I've created over the years and I put together in this workbook. And there's three sections. One is the intrapersonal section, which has to deal with your perception, understanding and relationship with yourself. And then there's the interpersonal se- section, which deals with your perception, understanding and how you relate to other people. And then there's a coping skills section, which are the things that you do when you basically feel stress. And so you're going through your values, you're going through negative core beliefs, you're going through communication style, you're going through emotional expression, you're going through conflict management, you're going through so many things that really are pieces of you. Like we are so complex as beings and we don't really understand all the layers to ourselves. So there's the the grand pieces of me and then I have it separate workbooks if you just want to focus on specific sessions. So if you want to do just the interpersonal part, I have a, uh, a workbook for that. If you just want to do the intrapersonal part, I have a workbook for that. Um, so those are the products that I have. And then my podcast, The Shift is Real, is a, a newer baby of mine. I launched it last year in September uh, during the pandemic. And it's been something that's been on my spirit since 2016. Um, the Shift is Real is a podcast focused on growth transformation and the small moments day to day that really foster these epiphanies and understanding of self. And so on the podcast, I go between interviews with individuals that I know have had major shifts around different aspects of life. Um, And then I also have 
episodes where it's just me talking. So topics like fear and risk taking and trusting yourself and using your gifts and learning how to um, have faith and learning how to uh, take a chance on yourself. Like so many things that just have to do with these bigger concepts. And we talk about it very authentic. I do use profanity. So there is lots of profanity <laughs> on, on, on the podcast. I like to tell people that, <laughs> um, but it's so informative. The episodes are really under 45 minutes. So, you know, you can listen to them very simply and I get so much positive feedback by, uh, about the podcast and, and it's just really great. It's, it's empowering. It's funny. Um, it's candid conversation. It's lots of nuggets. And yeah, and so everything I do, it's, it's centered around, you know, supporting people's transformations and becoming their best selves and healing and releasing. And in addition to all of that, I have a nonprofit called Coco Coalition, um, which has taken me around the world, literally, and speaking on all types of stages. And it's, it is directed towards serving women who identify as Black. Uh, we curate holistic experiences, um, focusing on mental health, women's health, and education. And so, you know, I, I have a sliver of myself where I'm working on the mental health, sliver of myself where I'm working in the community and in cultural identity, and a sliver of myself in uh, working around empowerment and, and self-love, but all of it is reflections of me and all of it is reflection of what I feel like my purpose is to break cycles of dis-ease, uh, dysfunction, and struggle. Well, you have an angel up there from our United States Navy looking down with that big pearly white smile. My dear yes. friend <laughs> is so blessed to have you as a daughter and so is your sister. You are beaming. I am so ever proud to make new Black history with our guest, Tiffany Wright, MSW. Being life is what we've done today. I'm so excited that destiny made us on the air in this millisecond to know and spread the word that it is time to be well, to be love, and to be you. And it's okay. I'm not grateful for profanity on your podcast, but I am grateful that I will be able to tune in to The Shift is Real for everyday conversations about growth and transformation with you, Tiffany Wright, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify for the archives and live on The Christina Silva Show. This episode has empowered me. I hope it's empowered you. And Tiffany Wright is going to share what's coming up next in 2021. Tiffany, the SMART goal is the one that is tangible, measurable, attainable, and real. Share with us some of your goals that are coming up because we definitely want to stay in touch with you to become more well and more forgiving and accepting of ourselves. Thank you. Well, this Saturday, I actually have an event that I'm doing with two other clinicians. Um, it's a pre-Valentine's Day event, um, and it's a paint and chat. So one of the clinicians is going to be facilitating painting on Zoom. And then we're going to be talking about self-love and grief because, um, you know, for those who are partnered or not partnered, Valentine's Day can bring up a lot of grief and sadness for a lot of folks. So we're going to be talking about that, but I'll be doing virtual events throughout the year centered around self-love, centered around my book. Um, I'm so excited this year. I'm going to be launching an e-course based off of pieces of me. So it's going to be an identity exploration 
uh, e-course or online course that folks can uh, be able to tap into, but that's not going to release to the fall. So those are the things I'm working on with B, but I have a lot of things I'm working on with my nonprofit COCO, um, COCO Coalition. So we're going to be doing like uh, some major events this year and doing a lot of, you know, hiring and things of that nature. So um, not pushing out as much. This is a, a, a building year for me. Um, but if folks want to stay in the know about what I'm doing, they can subscribe to either of my websites. I have to uh, www.tiffanywrightmsw.com. That's W-R-I-G-H-T-M-S-W.com or Live the Bee Life. That's L-I-V-E-T-H-E. Be life.com. And so I give my, my followers updates on things that are going on. What an electrifying show. I get to vote since I'm the host with you, another host, that this is going to bring light, love, and electricity to our audience. I wrote a post about you before we had the show, and it was all about educating our veterans of all classes, all industries, and branches of service with corporate professionalism. We create resiliency solutions for some of today's most difficult crises that separate us as a people, but together we are today. We're being in the present moment. I'm so thankful for this time. Change begins from within, and change comes as we have reflected and committed to change ourselves First, through self-love and acceptance. Tiffany, thank you for our power word, our action verb, acceptance. And I'm so honored to have you on the Christina Silva Show. Thank you so much, Christina. I'm grateful to be here. And I would like to dedicate this show episode to my mother and my grandfather, who were both veterans. Uh, Grandfather was in the Air Force and my mother was in the Navy. Uh, They have both transition, but I love them so much. And I'm grateful for all that they were in their light and their darkness <laughs> um, and their beautiful imperfection. So powerful and powerful is your journal when you download some of the books from Amazon and you write about your change, write about your darkest moment and know that the light is near when you decide and execute. It's something that I want to do with you. And so keep tuning into the Christina Silva show Wednesdays, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America. Today has been a variety show for the Variety Channel featuring Tiffany Wright. And we have to do what Semper Fi does, and that is to say pain is weakness leaving the body. We'll be back with more powerful subjects, creative resiliency experts, and subject matter experts that care about your mental wellness, your health, and your you. See you next time. Peace out and be safe. Thank you for tuning in this week to The Christina Silva Show. Be sure to check back for new episodes every week on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you soon and Semper Fi. Mm-hmm.